Hi, this is Ruhi and you have tuned into Dastane Musafirs. On this show, we explore poems and stories from my book, In Conversation with Light and Darkness. And this is also where you get to know the inner workings of my personal journey and the stories that built me. I want to start today's episode with the truth. There is an elephant in the room that we have felt and I'd like to talk more about that. There is a stark difference between who I was back in 2019 and the person I have become now. And I see a lot like that around me. Almost as if there is a universal desire at an energetic level to change over, to start over. To legit set milestones in our lives. We look around to see people quitting jobs, transitioning into something they want to do, making new choices, exploring uncharted territories, getting married, getting divorced, moving cities. What I mean is we all are exploring horizons that we didn't even know existed. And now, thanks to that, a lot of us have plunged into new waters and we are still learning how to swim. a place where old chapters have ended or are ending and the new beginnings are yet to begin a place of intense exploration without direction because even if we are doing what we used to do we are doing things differently now the world like an old pair of jeans has stopped fitting us i actually wrote a poem about that and uh, i'd like to recite it here's how it goes Suddenly one fine morning when the sky spelled a clear blue I opened my closet the world like an old pair of jeans stopped fitting me it was too wound up to be wrapped around me just like that i was there but not really i was present but detached i loved them but not personally for i'm a teddy bear sitting at the highway roadside watching the game of life everything around me is falling apart the life i built the lies i built the identities i identified with the life i called a fairy tale like high walls of concrete in a circle around me one after the other kept falling one by one everything around me is falling apart but life is about attending your own funeral my therapist said that's what i did I wore a nice black gown, walked to my own funeral, dug a grave at midnight and sat in there to surrender to my own death, to accept that a part of me is dying. I should let it, let it go with love. The life I built, the lies I built, may all become the earth I come from. I stayed there all night attending my own funeral with the people who existed only because i imagined them thus when the next morning arrived i walked the walk back home threw myself a nice bath and tried to pull out a new world from an old closet but then it stopped fitting me it's not the new beginnings that scare us to take the plunge but the death of an old world we thought to be ours When suddenly one fine morning when the sky spelled a clear blue I opened my closet and the world like an old pair of jeans 
stopped fitting me. So has the world stopped fitting you too? Well, it certainly has stopped fitting me and a lot of people I know. And that's why today on the show, we have a very special guest. She's been my mental health facilitator because she doesn't prefer the word therapist. <laughs> She's been my guide, friend, and a very dear one. And most importantly, she's been an ever-glowing source of love in my life. Welcome to the show, Prerna. Thank you so much for having me on the show. I'm super excited uh, to talk to you always. And uh, this topic, uh, mental health, self-growth, is very close to my heart. So super excited to be here. done this before and like we were just talking we used to go live on instagram a lot earlier and i remember a lot of people sent us questions we did the same thing but we did it differently and now we are doing this on a podcast so kind of what is happening around isn't it absolutely so like always prerna i want to keep the same question uh what is therapy this has been our beginning question so what is therapy and why should i take it however this time when you answer it if you could answer it uh, this way in the light of us those of us who are living in this transition phase how does that change our approach to therapy and by now i think you you've already figured out this is based on something we were talking about yesterday about how the meaning of therapy and mental health has changed as well as we were talking about it's about self growth it is about self exploration it is about processing what you're going through it could be change it could be uh, simply your relationship with yourself that is evolving and any change uh, is accompanied with mixed feelings a little bit of joy and a little bit of sadness and sometimes with lot of pain too just like a butterfly when it comes out of the cocoon it isn't an easy process and the butterfly has to do it themselves however a therapist in the human world can facilitate that process and by facilitation i mean that they can support you encourage you and help you find your solutions they don't give you the solutions when people resist going to therapy they think all kind of therapy is clinical therapy but that's not the case clinical therapy is for people who are suffering from clinical disorders like schizophrenia bipolar disorder or dissociative identity disorder and so on they do need medication and a lot more support and guidance but counseling therapy is for everyone each one of us who needs an objective listening ear and one doesn't have to settle for one therapist they are free to go to uh, one person first and they don't like it then they can go to another person till they find the right match but important part is to not give up on the concept of self growth and self exploration i remember this happened with me as well you were my third therapist it took a while to it's like choosing the right fit for yourself the right fit may take time but sooner or later we are bound to uh find the right person for us right therapist for us uh we just need to stick to the process i know always the process always the process of self growth and healing but prerna don't you think so a lot of people have faced a uh, severe loss and almost uh, if you will witness their fairy tales turn into nightmares 
So many of us had to attend our own funerals. We've had to recognize triggers and conditionings inside of us that have shook us, that have forced us to uh, grow. And how do you think we start from a place, place like that, you know, a place where um, we've already seen things which are very difficult to process? How does one start? The starting is to sit with what are we really what are we really doing here when we say we are having a funeral sometimes people think they are having a funeral for one thing but it is the funeral for another thing we need to sit with that thing what are we having a funeral for how did we come to that place re traveling the entire journey going over from the place where we started and to the place where we ended uh if you see in christianity the way the funerals are in hinduism the way the funerals are or in any uh religion the way funerals are people talk a lot about the entire journey of that person and once you overlooks the journey then you can summarize it and not look at life in black and white something that is to be discarded you don't look at the funeral like that it is not a body that is being thrown into the fire or the pit built to uh, bury the body it is not the the funeral is not meant to be that when you have funerals for yourself you're understanding what you have become and what parts of yourself you want to retain from your older version because it has served you at some point of time not everything that your older version had was useless there's some things that can still be modified you in your po- poem you had used the example of uh, uh, old genes right that are meant to be discarded but these genes can become anything they can become a planter they can become uh, a pillowcase and you can even make a bed cover with lots of uh, pieces of genes we need to take out the best from our journey and that is where a therapist comes in and helps you uh segregating and making sense of your entire journey hmm that is so true i remember when uh, once we were having a session and i was so angry that i am so angry i was legit angry at the fact that i'm such an angry person and i remember you made me go back to the ways that anger had helped me um the times when anger actually saved me or maybe run a situation it could have landed otherwise if i didn't display anger at that point in time i'm amazed that you remember that <laughs> i always remember things prena <laughs> not not the important ones but otherwise i do remember things <laughs> all our emotions all our feelings they serve us true true can we talk more about that how do they serve us see people mostly confuse feelings with behavior what we are trying to control is behavior we don't have to try and control our feelings every feeling is a knock knock on our door for example guilt a lot of people want to get rid of guilt as soon as possible but what is guilt bringing in what message is it coming with that here is something we did in this way and we need to do it in another way all it is asking you to is change your way but if we keep making the question of guilt about our self worth and also avoiding guilt we have forgone the lesson then we have missed a big opportunity here which could help us become a more beautiful person uh, more in sync with our real self second thing uh, jealousy jealousy is 
need to be seen usually i'm feeling unseen and this person is getting seen this person is able to do what i've always been trying to do jealousy simply shows that we're not living our authentic versions and how do we need to be more authentic i've always felt that jealousy is a lower octave of feeling inspired no it isn't it is uh, it is a very subtle one uh, and jealousy is the one that is most likely to be missed in our range of emotions because we are every good person is scared of experiencing it and how does a good pe- person grow who has worked so much on themselves jealousy is the only place that they can really grow out from but other emotions they've started taking care of it so a mind is very smart it'll start slipping in and passing messages through jealousy then but don't you think so we only get inspired by or uh, sorry jealous by people we want to be inspired by that is one of the things but um we can be jealous of people whatever deficiency we have if i don't have money i'll be jealous of a person who has money uh that person may or may not be inspiring hmm. and what about the other emotions how do they serve us how does uh, anger serve us anger serves us as protection it is sadness uh, turned into uh, a protector deep inside anger there there is sadness anger is not a primary emotion children don't get angry it's a learned emotion it is uh, an evolved emotion that we will feel only after uh, we have learned that i need to protect myself we'll shout we'll make our eyes big will our body language will become more aggressive and threatening so all of it you see is actually something to protect you but if you get in touch with sadness which is underlying that anger you're able to uh, stand up for yourself you're able to be there for yourself without anybody else doing anything for you and thus becoming self sufficient wow that is such a beautiful process i like that hmm but th- it is it is a lot of inner work i totally agree with that especially in the light of several offices opening again you know uh, to keep up with all of this inner work can be hard uh, people are learning to wake up again on time entering the hustle again head on and i'm not sure how many people want to do it now as much as they wanted to do it earlier i mean i also have to do the inner work and show up or at work on time <laughs> that's that's a lot to ask for lot of inner discipline and self care uh, in these transitional times what do you think about that is there a balance or a way to balance this um uh, absolutely but before arriving at balance we have to treat inner work and outer work as one and the same thing inner work is not something that we do in isolation only when we are going to step out into the world are we going to fe- uh, face challenges and only when we face challenges do we come to know where is the area of problem where inner work is required and inner work is an ongoing process it never stops it's not not a hard work it is not an agenda that you take okay fine i'm going to spend next 2 years in working on myself that's not how inner work happens it flows like an under uh, river you know uh, that's underground it's there it's flowing and it's always going on uh sometimes when inner work is intense it may take away a lot of your energy from outer world um for example you you are struggling with a breakup 
and you're processing it. Why did it happen? Where did I go wrong? And why did I choose this particular person? Uh, at that time, uh, you might neglect your hygiene. You might neglect washing your clothes or you might want to take an office uh, off from office because you don't have the energy to work. It will get affected. So if somebody is refusing to step out back into the world, rise up early, humans were meant to rise up early. We have evolved into uh, nocturnal beings uh, because uh, we feel more comfortable at night. We feel more um, in sync with ourselves where we don't have to put our faces, uh, where we don't have to impress other people and you can be totally your real self. And uh, that time has been extended with every age group. Uh, 10 years back, people used to stay awake till 12 o'clock, then it became 1 o'clock. And these days, uh, even school kids are remaining awake till 3 o'clock or 2 o'clock at night, which is very uh, unheard of uh, in the 90s. Unusual. Yes. Yeah, true, true. My mother would put me to bed like as early as 9, man. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, latest I I would sleep was at eleven and think I've been, I'm sleeping late. Eleven or twelve is late, and now two or three is normal. Uh, so it is not that we're doing inner work at that time. It is something is keeping us away from the outer world, and we're not in sync with it. And the more you bring your body in sync with um, the demands of the world and yourself, and bring a balance between that, the demands of the world and your demands from yourself things become easy. Waking up uh, early is not very difficult. But if you try to think of it as discipline, uh, it'll never happen. Discipline is an outcome where you refuse to follow uh, whatever your mood says. It's just this much. Huh, so you kind of, you kind of, uh, you know, straighten yourself up and say, okay, I have to do it. So I'm going to do it. You tighten the leash on yourself. I wouldn't go for the word leash. Here, I would say commitment to yourself. Uh, when we don't uh, fulfill little things that we committed to ourselves, for example, I decide to eat dinner at nine o'clock and I'm not eating dinner at nine o'clock. Hearts of hearts, a part of me is telling myself, I can't trust this person. This person is not dependable. And uh, the relationship with yourself becomes poor. But the more whatever we commit to ourselves and we fulfill it, the more you keep fulfilling that, the healthier your relationship with, your, with, with yourself. It's not about leash. It is about commitment. Because I said it, I will do it. And this is actually very important for self-esteem. A lot of people with poor self-esteem do not fulfill their commitments to self. But what if, let's say, if I have accepted that I'm a night person, I'm in full awareness of the fact that I can work at my best at night and I'm more creative at night, there are lesser distractions. It's been almost two years that I usually don't step out during the day and I, I prefer to work at night, you know, and that is the more comfortable mode of operation. And you know what, on a side note, I think the morning people have been ruling the world for way too long now. Somebody's got to take it back, Prina. <laughs> so when I have to wake up early, I literally have to cuddle myself like a child at night and be like, you know what, tomorrow's the day. And I, I have to negotiate and say that, okay, we are going to do this today. And next day, probably we can wake up later once the work is done. And that's a good way to operate. If it is serving you, see, not, no change has to be uh, forceful. You don't have to be hard on yourself. If it's serving you, 
then so be it. Whatever works. If it doesn't serve you, then maybe we need to have a look at it. Yeah, whatever works for anyone. After COVID, a lot of people uh, resigned uh, from their jobs because they realized that uh, other things were more important. Staying in the same town as the family was more important. Working on something that you genuinely liked and made you happy was more important. But if it's making them happy and if it's making them comfortable and they're able to take care of the finances, then why not? Everybody doesn't have to follow the same thing. If it were up to me, I'd just be chilling and writing. Honestly, <laughs> if if there is a choice like that, <laughs> that is how I would want this to turn out. But yes, I think if we keep working towards it, eventually we get there. That is also a form of self-love. Yes, it, it comes from being authentic with yourself. And universe does take care of you. I know a lot of people who work for six months and are on vacation for six months and it serves them. Because that's the life they feel uh, feel is for them. And that's the life they feel comfortable in. So why not? You know, this is exactly where I feel like mentioning one of our common friends who works for some time and then goes to Auroville and has been shooting a documentary. And uh, he does spend a good quality amount of time there. And it does seem to recharge him a lot every single year, man. In the end, we want to live a life where we, uh, when we look back at it, we don't have regrets. Talking of low octave vibration that you were mentioning earlier, the jealousy being one, I say regret is one. The regret is one of the feelings that doesn't really have any purpose. True, true. And it kind of uh, overshadows the present as well. Hmm. But the present is beautiful, even though sometimes it can feel out of control. What What do you suggest about those moments, Prerna? COVID has led us in uh, an uncharted territory. And since we are all exploring so much, sometimes nothing seems to be in control. One of the things that helped me is understanding that surrender is strength. When we can't control, but just surrender, magic can work out. How do we actually explain things like that? So surrendering uh, to, uh, is is a little complicated concept to explain uh, to people who are right-brained and logical-minded. Uh, but surrender simply means that, okay, this is how it is. Just saying this line that, okay, this is how it is. Now what do I do? And your mind opens up. But when we were talking about controlling life, uh, most of the people make this rookie mistake that we want to control each and every aspect of our life. And when we feel that our life is out of control, we just need to think of one thing that is within our control. My my life may be spiraling, but one thing I can control is that I can sing. So very well, at least I'll sing. One thing I can control is I can dance. And if nothing, if nothing, if I can't sing, if I can't dance, and if I can't even talk to friends, I can breathe. The breath is within my control. Mm, mm. But it does take some work to even get to that stage when we say that the breath is under my control. Frequently practicing yoga and uh, any form of exercise. Uh, Most of the gym work, cardio is in sync with breath. So anybody who's been doing, doing that knows the importance of breath. That is true. That is true. That one month of yoga that I did continuously did help me become a better person, though I haven't been able to go back to it. (laughs) <laughs> it will help sooner or later. <laughs> it did help. It did help. A lot, actually. Yeah. <laughs> you could renew that promise. I'm sure. I'm sure. Whenever it calls back. 
That is one promise maybe I have broken with myself. How do we renew promises with self? This is interesting. How do we do that? By showing up? Showing up and giving yourself chances and treating life as a journey. Any uh, habit that we're trying to develop, anything that we're doing for uh, the sake of self-love for us. It doesn't have to be that I missed it this time or I did I missed it for these couple of days or months or years also. That means I cannot um, do it ever again or it's not meant for me. You pick it up where you left, just like you do it with old friendship. You may not have talked for 10 years also, but then you talk again after 10 years, you pick it up from the place where you left it. Mm, that is true. That is true. Some friendships do work like that. I did that with books. I used to read a lot when I was a school kid. Uh, I almost used to finish one book per day. And then college happened. Social life happened. I stopped reading. And uh, then I got back to it recently in 2019. Uh, I left reading in 2000, uh, say about seven or eight. I picked it up almost after 11 years. And how did that feel, picking up something after more than a decade? Rather than focusing on the decade that I missed and hating myself for it and uh, regretting it. Pulling I, myself down. Yes. Yeah. I focused on the times it had helped me. I tried remembering how in sleepless nights I used to read and uh, it used to help me a lot. I remember that one time I read the entire Bible just because I could not find anything to read uh, with anyone. Uh, somebody had Bible. I said, so be it, I'll read this. So when I remembered all the good memories I had with with reading, my relationship with reading automatically renewed. It's what we choose to focus on, whether it is a relationship with inanimate things or animate things. And maybe that's how we make cushion covers and bed sheets out of old denims. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, offering yourself a choice and being a little playful about it. All right, Prerna, do you have anything else to say about today's discussion? Anything that comes to you? I'll just say that enjoy life uh, and treat it as an experiment and trust the journey. Even if it is an experiment, we are not making any mistakes. There are no mistakes. There are only lessons. Tread carefully, but tread joyfully. Oh, wow, I like that. Tread carefully, but tread joyfully. In fact, I like it so much that I would want a lot more people to join these stories. So if you have any stories to share, dear listeners, or if you have any questions to ask me, you can go to my Instagram account, Dastani Musafir, and click on a highlight called Ask Me Anything. You can record your messages and by clicking on the link, you can share whatever comes to your heart. And I'd love to listen to you. If you felt connected to our stories, please subscribe to our podcast because we have so much more coming up. Until then, this is Ruhi signing off. Take good care of yourself.